Are you a sex worker looking to build a new website or a website redesign? Then you'll want to consider Fox Digital. They did a fantastic job designing my website, Stripped by Sia. If you want your website done, mention that you're a listener of the show at foxdigital.design for 20% off. Tell them I sent you. Welcome back to another episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I'm your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. I don't know when I'm going to be on stage uh, because, I, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. But anyways, I just don't know when I'm going to be back on stage. I've been enjoying my little summer off, um, but you can find me online because I am a digital content creator and also a cam model. You can find me on Streamate under the name Sia on camera, and you can find my OnlyFans online somewhere if, that, if you're really interested in that. Um, but I was also a former sugar baby, been in this industry for about a decade or so. It's been a while, so, and I have decided to do this show about four years ago because I believe in destigmatizing sex work because our work is highly stigmatized and judged, and people make assumptions about our lives and our profession, and I kind of do the show to show you what it's really like by bringing on different guests on the show every single week to speak about their corner of the industry and also to talk about what it really is like um, in their respective corner of the industry. So I do this because I really believe in humanizing sex workers and yeah, for to basically deprive a really educational approach to what it is that we do. So if it's your first time listening in here, that's what the show is about. It's every single week, um, released on Sundays. And this week, I'm really excited to bring on a guest that I personally know. I mean, I eventually I do get to know everyone. Everyone does become my friend eventually. But this is a person I know from real life, like in-person IRL. And I'm really stoked to bring her on. But of course, I have to kind of go through my spiel of things, thank all the people I need to thank, including my wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thank you guys so much for your patience. Um, especially the summer while I've been ramping up my equipment and just really trying to ramp up everything and upgrade the show as much as I can, including this new mic, including this new ring light. Thank you so much, Period Podcast Network, for sending those over to me. Super appreciate you guys. But yes, back to you, Patreon subscribers. You guys help financially support the show um, because it is a show that I do for free because I believe that information should be accessible to all. I do not gatekeep here. It's not my thing. It's not my jam. Um, But Patreon subscribers do get video exclusive access, including the ones to this awesome episode, including all others on the show. You get access to the episodes early on before anyone else. And I just want to say hello to those who are on the top tier of my Patreon. So there is uh, Snoo Snoo, all the way from Germany. We've got Jay Sunsern here in Canada, Justin Erickson, also from the United States, Ted McGuire, Geyser. We've got Selena Money. We've got Moxie Mayhem, Eric Araujo, welcoming B York, fellow content creator. Her episode was out just a couple of weeks ago. Thank you so much for subscribing. Um, if you are in the top tier, you do get a little fan recognition shout out. Um, but there's also lots of really great perks that are on there as well. So if you're interested, it is patreon.com slash stripped by Sia. Go check it out. There's tiers starting as low as $4 a month, um, but that's up to your discretion. Feel free to check it out. And of course, I have to thank people on the network, Skyhawk After Dark, 
TV. Um, it is a network of adult industry related podcasts, some video casts as well, which are very similar to the shows um, that, that the show that I produce here, Strip by Sia. So if you are interested in educating yourself and listening to other uh, like-minded creators, feel free to check it out. It's skyhawkafterdarktv.com. And last but not least, um, your Patreon dollars are helping fund my website, um, which is strippedbysia.com. And that was lovingly made by a friend of mine as well, Anthony Joe, who is the founder of Fox Digital, who helps sex workers create websites, especially if you are just starting out or maybe you need a new rebuild on your website. Anthony's your go-to person, and he is offering 20% off for all Stripped by Sia listeners. So feel free to go check him out. It's foxdigital.design, and tell him I sent you to get that 20% off. Managing to get this under five minutes, which is a goal of mine, and that's three minutes and 38 seconds. So yay, yay. hooray for me. <laughs> if you're hearing some clapping, you're hearing a lovely, sexy voice in the background, that is our guest today, and I'm so excited to bring her on. Her name is Ciara. She is a wonderfully talented, multi-award-winning feature dancer in North America, has <laughs> attributed a lot of amazing titles, including Best Show, um, Most Entertaining, First Runner-Up for Newcomer of the Year, for Miss Exotic USA, and so many more. I'm sure she can list them out herself, but really excited to get her on the show. Finally, we've known each other for years, and we are going to be talking about featuring. We're talking about touring in terms of uh, being a stripper, being an ex uh, like a feature exotic dancer, competitions in the States and in Canada, what it's like to date, tour, what does she have any like self-care routine when she's like not on the road like today all of those questions because it's a very very busy and demanding life and I have watched her grow since I don't know but I don't think it was day one but like since both of our baby pole days <laughs> back in the day so it's really exciting to just watch her journey and just watch her win all these titles and be a fucking boss so enough of me talking hello Ciara <laughs> Oh my god, what an intro. I'm like, Meh. oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, no, we, we, we did meet a long time ago. I think I started going to Tantra in 2016. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, a, and, and I, I think it was the Mount Pleasant studio, I think I met you at the, the first time, and then we did some classes and stuff, and I remember I always used to watch you and be like, ah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's it's really fun to be able to sit down and talk to you about all the things that I love and I am passionate about. Um, yeah, some of my titles end up um, from either Winnipeg or down in the United States. So I have got Best Costume, Most Entertaining Show. I did, got Newcomer of the Year runner-up twice. I got second runner-up for Miss Nude Winnipeg, Best Fire Show, Best Breasts. Miss Nude Brunette World. <laughs> um, and then I just got my most recent title was from the Exotic Dancer Invitationals, and that was Hottest Body. Woo! So I was like, woo! <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm glad we got to uh, plan some time together while I had some time off before I leave on Monday to go to the United States all over again. <laughs> Do, Do it all that, over but... again. Yep. <laughs> So exciting. And also, I mean, speaking back to her baby pole days and baby tantra days, Mallory says hello and that she's super proud of proud of you for how far you've come. <laughs> she just wanted me to tell it you was that. So, it was so fun. 
it was funny because I was gonna actually shoot her a message on Instagram today, being like, "Look what I did!" Because I somehow <laughs> got my ass into a leg hang, and I was like, with no hands, and I don't, I can't, I, I struggle with inversions because I fell off the pole once, so it's like I've been working really hard on trying to get them back, and I think doing aerial hoop has really like given me my confidence. confidence. But it was like I did a couple things yesterday at Tantra and. That was the first studio I ever went to was the Gastown one. And that's where I met Valerie. And she was the yes. person that I trained with privately. So I was going to message her and be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> She's super She's super always been super sweet. And I've, I'm also super proud of you too because I've just been loving to watch your journey and watching you grow. It's been so exciting. But why don't we kind of like start at the very beginning in terms of like – how did you guys start in the industry? How did you get here? Everyone in the audience still was like really curious about like how did you how did you get started? Like how did you end up here? Let's start from there. Um, I guess for me it's like I have a long history with sex work, all different varieties of sex work. Um and I guess I had just always wanted to be a dancer, but I never really had the confidence and at the time I needed some reconstructive work done. So when I ended up getting my reconstructive work done and I think 2016, instantly I was like, I'm going to be a stripper now. So once <laughs> I kind of like got the clearance, I took a open pole class at Tantra. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving crying and being like, I suck at this. I'm never going to be a stripper. It's a bad. <laughs> and then I, and I just, I pushed myself and I kept pushing myself to keep going to the classes and yeah, I'd push myself to go to the open studio. Um, and just kind of like work on things and then eventually I finally had the balls to do one of the tantra penthouse uh amateur contests one of the the ones that I ended up becoming a stripper off is the one we did together (laughs) oh my god memory I think you ended up winning that one or coming second or something like that I did so many of those yeah I'm just like I don't even remember Um, yeah, so I just, I, I started dancing and instantly when I started dancing, I was instantly traveling. So it's just kind of been, I think since about 2017, I've been traveling and dancing and then I've been featuring since October of 2021. I think Mm -hmm. that was my first feature booking. So yeah. And then you've obviously been able to not just travel within BC because I I know I've spoken about this on the show too, but it's a little bit different in BC and in the West Coast that we have our own structure, which is very interesting. But um, also just to give people like a little heads up too, like, um, yes, lots of people are strippers. There's a lot of people that VIP or give lap dances and do drop-ins, but then there's dancers that get paid to be there to dance on stage as well, which is what featuring is um but yeah you've gone in all over across Canada and then now all over across the states which is crazy um and amazing because I mean I've seen your shows and they're they're wild (laughs) they're just just wild your Marge your Marge Simpson one is probably my favorite one (laughs) it's just amazing so freaking cool (laughs) Little, little Marge, little Marge sitting up in the corner. She says hi. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So cool. I mean, when it comes to competing, because I know there are a lot of people that are listening that are strippers and are like, well, first of all, some people don't even know about stripper competitions at all. Like, maybe we can kind of start off there in terms of like, what is a stripper competition, and can anyone compete? Like, how how does that work? And and questions like that. <laughs> 
Um, so it kind of, and I'll always say like, this is from my point of view. This is my opinion. Not everyone may, may agree or they may have their own kind of like view on things. Um, but stripper competitions are usually held by the agencies or the clubs themselves. Um, and basically, yeah, sure. Anyone can en- enter them. Uh, you know, there's, I know the Alberta agency has a handful of them throughout, uh, all of Alberta. Winnipeg has a couple of them. I believe Thunder Bay is wanting to come out with one. Ottawa, the Newton had one last year. So basically, like, they'll post um, who wants to enter or they'll call you and be like, hey, I'm doing competition. Do you want to do it? Do you want to participate? And then you just kind of, yes or no. And usually the Winnipeg agency kind of has a little bit less of a, of a time frame. They'll just call you and be like, competition's in two weeks. <laughs> get ready and I'm like ah, okay um, I usually know the time frame of when the competitions happen so I always just kind of like stay a little bit prepared but yeah um, even when I was a baby dancer when British Columbia used to do the competitions um, I was dancing for like not even six months and I remember the agent at the time Ryan was like yeah. you're in and I did battle <laughs> of the champions and I'm like I'm not no champion of nothing like what um so it was, just, and sometimes, sometimes it's like filler people. They just need mm-hmm. people to go up. But basically, like um, a competition show is, you want to bring your best, biggest, brightest show. You want to bring everything that you can do on stage and showcase yourself. Mm-hmm. So people will either do themes or like the generic, the generic shows. But, you know, add water or foam or paint. I predominantly work with fire. I also have, like, those fiber optic whips and, like, um, these pixel picture things that I can upload and put my own pictures and stuff on them. So, um, yeah, typically it's, like, it'll be anywhere, depending where you're doing the competition, a nine through an 18-minute show. And, yeah, you just got to bring it. Yeah, you really got to bring it. And I've seen some shit because I was also in that. Yeah, back when BC used to have <laughs> competitions back in the day, I did like one and I saw like, you know, everything from glitter. Everyone's doing glitter that year. Lots of glitter, like confetti type things that really mess up the stage. Yeah, so Lines, much confetti. So, so much confetti. I'm like, everyone's doing the same thing, including me. <laughs> it's the same thing. But yeah, like it's. People really ramp it up. And I'm always so amazed at how creative people can get and like themes that you wouldn't think of. Like even your Marge Simpson one, like, <laughs> it's like wow, it's just amazing because, you know, people can resonate with that and people find it funny and really cool. And just, yeah, you really, really got to bring your A game to the table to really stand out because, yeah, there's a lot of like generic type things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you learn, you get inspired by other dancers and other people's shows as well. And you're like, oh, we can go that far. <laughs> and I'm forever and I'm forever getting inspired by people's shows and I'm forever watching other girls. I try if I'm competing that night, I try not to watch other people's shows because I'm like, I don't need to get in my head. But I always try and like watch all my girls shows and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, you can do that. I didn't even think of that. Like, wow. <laughs> um, there's always just it's so much growing. And I remember thinking back in like 2018, I think that's when I did those BC competitions. Oh, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to I'm going to do so well. I'm going to do so great. And the- 
<laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad that I've like spent the time in the years like watching people and watching their shows so I could be able to create my own shows mm-hmm. and I'm forever forever building shows and forever working on them and fixing the music and tweaking this and tweaking that yeah constantly a work in progress because like and of course like if we didn't define this earlier this is very very different than an amateur night this is not an amateur night at all these this is either seasoned professionals or sometimes if you're brand new like there's also yeah newcomer of the year newbie of the year and stuff like that too for just getting into it but speaking of just getting into it like how did you get started like was it bc was your first one and then you kind of moved over Alberta yeah so British yeah yeah so British Columbia was like the first place that I did a competition and I had remember seeing posters of like because I idolized Justice and Janine Jericho so like I remember back in the day like seeing their posters about going like to Jamaica and like doing nudes of poppin and all this (laughs) stuff and like their everyone's little faces were on these little posters and I remember being like I I want to be there I want to do this like I want to be that person kind of thing and I, like I said, when I did my first two competitions out in BC, I thought I knew what I was doing. And I remember crying my eyes out because I didn't even make it to finals. My girlfriend sat me down and she looked at me and she's like, girl, she's like, you're a very new dancer. She's like, you don't, like, this isn't a feature show. She's like, it's a cute show. She's like, but you need to get time to establish yourself and figure yourself out. She's like, take the time. And I was just like, ah, I just want it because I just... I used to want things instantaneously. Mm-hmm. You have to work for it. Um, yes. So between, I guess, 2018 and 2022, I had in the back of my mind that I, this is what I was going to do. I wanted to compete. I wanted to feature. I wanted to be on those posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm stubborn. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna not do what I set my mind <laughs> before I do. Too. Um, so I predominantly started working in. Winnipeg in late 2018 and then 2019 I wasn't in the position to do a competition so I opted out 2020 COVID happened so I think they had a competition but it was girls who were already in Winnipeg because it was just like Mm. COVID kind of kind of thing pretty much and then the world shut down so 2022 was the first one that I was actually able to do and then that was Miss Nude Winnipeg at the club lipsticks and that's when I brought out my March show for the first time was it and uh wow yeah (laughs) yeah and I I could and when I had gotten my boobs redone I had instantly in the back of my mind I'm like okay gonna get specific feature costumes made we're going to do competitions. This is the route we're going. So I was already like at that time, super confident in that show. Cause I just been working on it and building it and then taking it to feature in Thunder Bay. And I ended up getting most entertaining show. And I was so happy. And I was like, Oh my God, it's my first title. People like me. Yay. <laughs> they like did. <laughs> yeah, and then a month later I did Miss New Manitoba, which is at teasers. Everything that could have gone wrong with that show did. Like, I, I come out and it's like the quintessential Simpsons music, but then it turns dubstep and then the music just stopped. And then the <laughs> DJ's like looking at me and I'm like, my music, like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then he restarted it. Oh my God. But my wig's already off, my bra's already off. So I'm just sitting there like, ah, trying to 
you know, and I learned from that experience, you just got to keep going because no one knows that anything's wrong but you. Yep. And I did not make it to finals. I cried. I was so sad. And that was like next year, next year. And then I had done Miss Nude World in Tampa Bay, Florida at Deja Vu Club. And I came first runner up for newcomer of the year. And I was like, okay. This is the year I'm really going to amp it up. And this is the year that I'm like going to start placing. Mm-hmm. So then I ended up doing Miss Nude Winnipeg again. And that's when I got second runner up. Mm. So I was just super happy. I was just like, oh my God, I actually placed. And I got a fucking trophy. And I was just like, oh my God. Um, so I was, I, w- I was riding on that high. And I was like, yeah, exotic dancer invitationals is going to be freaking amazing. And then I drew number one. And I was like, oh, crap. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, not only it's a huge event, but I'm the first girl performing in front of everyone at a huge event, at a huge competition. And I'm like, it's okay. You got this. Intense. And I get out and my and my show's going and everything's great. And then I eat shit. What? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So right, right before they had like because in the in the states it's just like freelancers they don't have stage girls but then they put the freelancers up on up on stage so i just i think maybe one or two of them had a lotion of course they did that wasn't really that wasn't really vibing with the pole or the floor so it's like i walked out i like stood in front of the crowd i went to walk and then take a step and i just went no and then i got up and i just and i just kept going i didn't even acknowledge the pole i just i just kept going and then, like, my little pixel things, they didn't sync up. So oh one's God. holding one image, one's holding the other image. I'm sitting there, like, trying not to die on the inside. I'm trying to still have my pageant smile. Like, <laughs> like deep, deep down, I'm like, ah, fucking kill me now. Like, like this is, ah. cringe. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, like, I, I, I worked hard over the years on kind of like progressing myself as a dancer with the intention that competing was going to be what I was going to end up doing. I've honestly never been invited to a competition by independent. Mm. So I've never competed out in In Alberta. Those girls, yeah, those girls are amazing. Like I would love to get a call and be like, Hey Siri, you want to come? I'll be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, dang, it's what it is. Okay, you're in the states, which is <coughs> bigger and better yeah. and better, and, <laughs> and we'll get to that too. But let let's rewind a little bit too, because um, I have so many questions. Um, yeah, you had the intent to compete, and it's really I'm really glad that you said that because you really have to have that commitment, um, not just when you are a dancer, but also when you're wanting to compete because it is a huge commitment in terms of like time spent money spent uh on your costumes and everything can we can we talk about that a little bit and if you're able to kind of do a ballpark estimate for those folks because i'm just i love transparency but if you don't feel like putting numbers so no 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 i'll be fully (laughs) no 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 i'll I'll, I'll be fully transparent the first couple years of featuring and competing you're going to be broke you're going to be freaking broke and it's like i not, I'm not saying I'm broke. I, I got money, but it's not like it's not like two months in Mexico money anymore <laughs> because my my main focus is either training, more props, more costumes. My costumes can cost anywhere from eight hundred to fifteen hundred to even more expensive, just depending uh, what I get, the material, how many pieces. 
Um, and that's the, that's the one thing that I collectively see a lot of dancers, even the United States girls, you know, when people ask in, in Facebook groups, like, oh, how do I become a feature? This first thing they always say is be prepared to be broke. Be prepared for all your money to go towards that. Yes. So basically my first, like my first year, so 2022, that was my year of buying props and buying costumes and trying to gather everything that I could. So I had stuff uh, to do these shows with. 2023, I was like, okay, this is my year to kick ass and train. Yeah. So within the last year, I've done too many competitions that it's like they all just kind of like mesh together. I do a competition <laughs> next week <laughs> down in the States again. Surprise. Um, uh, and that's September 14th. I know this is airing in October. That's but um, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is my year where I'm like, okay, I'm only doing specific competitions and the ones that are pretty much like invite only. Like I'll still do my Winnipeg ones because I, I work out in Winnipeg all the time. Yeah. But um, next year, you know, I have the exotic dancer invitationals already uh, set aside. And then I was invited to do uh, stripper Olympics at – michael's men's club in louisiana Fun. so they wanted me to do it this year and i was like nah i can't do it this year so i'm doing it next year and you know so i'm trying more now to bring take the shows that i have and they're never going to be perfect but get them as perfect as i want them to be mm -hmm. so i can bring them and literally just bring it because yeah. now now i'm determined to freaking win winnipeg I'm determined. I love that. <laughs> Mark that's, my words. It's a good Mark motivation. <laughs> <laughs> talking about like, because um, you're talking about like, yeah, we're all in these Facebook groups and stuff too. But like, you know, there's a lot of new people asking for advice and stuff too. Like, were you also in that position where you were asking for advice? And did you have anyone to look up to as well? Like, do you have any mentors or people that you like sought out specifically? You know, you mentioned Justice, who's also from Vancouver, and yeah. Butterflies, like, iconic. <laughs> um, so yeah, actually, Justice and Janine are like two of my biggest mentors. But when I got into this, and I know I said this, I, I always like bring this up because it's just it's so funny. Especially because I'm sharing a hotel room with her next week. Okay. <laughs> it was, yeah, freaking, remember how Tantra does their missed pole exotic, their pole dance thing at Taboo? Yes. So I did that, and I think that was, like, in 2017 when I just started. And I guess Justice was one of the judges. And oh. I love Justice because I was a strip club rat when I was a kid. Well, not a kid, but, like, 19 and stuff. Yes. Like, I would go into Brandy's all the time. Yes. And I thought she was phenomenal, and I was obsessed with her. She was, like, the <laughs> one dancer. I just was like, ah, I have to see her. So I remember she was she was walking away, and I was running up towards her, and I was like, hey, Justice. And I was like, any advice for, like, a new and an inspiring dancer kind of thing? And she's like, you know what? She's like, I could see you have it in you. She's like, I can see that spark in you. She's like, but you need to figure out now if you want to be uh, an everyday dancer that just shakes her ass and twerks. She's like, which is fine. She's like, or if you want to be a feature, she's like, and if you want to be a feature, she's like, figure out what you're good at. She's like, perfect it, go with it. And then yes. I was just kind of like, I'm going to be a feature. <laughs> so I went into even my first booking. 
with that mentality and that confidence of I'm a feature. This is what we're going to do. This is, you know, do big shows, do high, faster paced shows. Because I used to go to Brandy's all the time. Brandy's was like the club I loved because they did those big shows. Yeah. So when I did start dancing, I already kind of like, I was like, okay, we'll do the, the paint and the canvases. And, you know, I already had those things kind of like in my back pocket because I've watched all these other girls do them for so long. So, and then right now, both Justice and Janine are being very amazing to me and very hands-on. Justice invited me. She's hosting her first uh, competition over at Candy's Playground, September 14th through 16th. And that is called Clash the Titans, Battle of the Champions. And then that is for all the all the largest uh, up-and-coming features and uh, adult entertainers. And it's pretty much just a showcase between not only features, but um, porn stars uh, are there and stuff too. And it's just going to be like a really awesome girls week of, you know, <laughs> hanging out with your friends. And then I just found out, I just found out I was sharing a room with Justice and I was like, it's yeah. all kind of full circle. <laughs> it's all kind of full circle. So, That's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, but I'm also like freaking out because it's like anytime I have a competition, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> it's coming up. <laughs> the anxiety. Got to cross the border. Sure. And, yeah. and that too. I mean, well, well let's talk about, um, okay. So as a Canadian, how did you mm-hmm. start dancing in the States? And was that by invitation or how does that work? Because I know, like, I've, I haven't had an episode, like, about competitions in a long time since I had, like, Cassius Shea on the show and also, like, Nia Nebula. And this is, like, back in, like, season mm-hmm. one. So it's been a long time. But if you yeah. want to, like, brief us on your personal journey of how you broke into that, the American market, we would love to hear that. Well, yeah, that's it's funny that you brought her up. Nia Nebula was one of the biggest reasons she was already down in the States. And she had... Like, she's got a couple years of, of competing and featuring on me because, you know, I didn't start dancing until, like, later in life, which is fine. Um, but she would always, she would always just, like, bug me. And she would, like, come down stage. <laughs> she's, like, do competitions in the States. She's, like, Canadians clear house down here. She's, like, we do well down here. She's, like, come down here. And at that time, like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't mentally ready. Um, but when I had made that intention and that my goal I started getting my costumes and I started like pretty much recreating myself with it within the since 2021 kind of thing. Um, she just ended up putting me into uh, connections with the pageant series and the pageant series, Gracie Cardes Darcio. I can never pronounce her last name. Um, <laughs> she does like all the, she does all like the Miss Nudes and the Miss Exotics and Miss uh, Exotic uh, World and all of uh all of those competitions so i started going down and doing competitions with her i went to um the ed expo last year so it's pretty much like a gentleman's expo but then they have features come and it's all the american features mm-hmm. and then they also do a, a little gracie does her little showcase so nice. within getting there and doing her showcase and getting i think that's when i got my first tiara and uh uh, first runner up for newcomer of the year um and then that caught and because i did my simpsons show in vegas at larry flint's hustler club iconic iconic <laughs> i got a I, I got messages from uh mr chris k being like uh and he's uh 
one of the main uh, editors and publicists for uh, Exotic Dancer Publications. Right. And he's like, hey, he's like, I heard you did an awesome Simpson show. And he's like, I think you would be perfect for the newcomer division for yeah. EDIs. He's like, let me know if you're interested. That right there, I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. Bawled my eyes out because <laughs> I, like, EDIs is one of, like, the most prestigious competitions out there it's huge everything that ed publications does is huge everything mm-hmm. they do for me is huge and i love them it's a big um, deal you're a big deal. it is <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. um but yeah so i ended up i ended up going and shit in the bed but it's okay <laughs> because everyone still loved me and they all still loved my show even though i face planted and everything went wrong so I'm excited to do it better this better this year because <laughs> I needed redemption and like I was gonna bring my Ninja Turtle show to Candies also for, for Clash of the Titans and then I was like you know what I'm not I'm not having a redo of EDIs I'm like I'm gonna bring my strong show which is my pimp show that's what got me Ooh. first runner up newcomer of the year second runner up Miss Nude Winnipeg. Um, so I decided to ship that one down because that show is already fully created and all I had to do was just add to it. Right. So because I've been training and I have been practicing, I've been able to add a Lyra section oh, to my whole routine. Nice. Yeah. So now I'm excited. I'm excited because I'll be able to have my classic show, which is also predominantly a huge fire show. Fuck yeah. But now I get to add Lyra to it. So I'm super, super excited for this performance. I'm just hoping everything goes off the way I want. Fingers crossed. I I hope there's going to be some videos from that because I would love to see that. Yeah, where I'm actually getting a professional – we have a videographer coming. She's like, we got a lot of celebrities coming, celebrity judges. They got – I got this old man named George Kane who does Hugh Hefner. It's like he comes. I think Sassy Cassie who's like – when I had which, like this big oh, cast yeah. is coming apparently yeah so it's fun yeah so it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be exciting it's good to look forward to and I mean we're not talking about celebrity judges but like in terms of judging what are the judges looking for and what what makes up that kind of criteria that can win you a title <laughs> as you bring out your scoring sheet <laughs> <laughs> well so I'll say I'll say first and foremost, uh, the Exotic Dancer Invitationals is the most transparent competition I have ever been in. Um, I have been in competitions where I have never seen my scores, and the scores are destroyed, and people win, and it is what it is. Uh, um, I've had competitions, yeah, I've had competitions where I've had to beg to see my score sheets. Oh my god! Um, so like I per and so I personally know where to improve. That's where that's why I just want to see them. But it's like with the exotic dancer invitationals, I walked off stage and they're like, "Here, wow!" And I was like, "So okay. you know, there's there's no political, you know, kind of you know." So it was it's it's really nice. So a lot of the things that like the judges uh, overall look for would be like appearance. So obviously, do we have our hair done or makeup done? How do we look? Are we put together? Costume and theme. So like, does your music match your theme? Like, am I doing a Ninja Turtle show and then just dancing to Meg the Stallion? Or do I have something that's actually created to that? Um, 
and then like overall on stage presence everyone's gonna have their own uh on stage presence but you know they they're looking for are you attention grabbing um do, do you have confidence like you are you coming out there and looking like shy and meek or are you going out there and you know kicking ass and then just like overall performance so it's like are you the whole package do you like everything else like does your appearance costume and stage presence are they all one thing and are you just blowing them away and then usually um in the competitions that i've been in there's the mini titles as well okay and there's not really there's not really much current criteria for mini titles it's just usually what someone scores highest overall on they'll have like a little section at the bottom same thing with the winnipeg competitions as well Mm -hmm. but uh, it's it's you know most original show best dancer audio uh, audience favorite hottest body best costume you know it's it's stuff like that every competitions they're a little bit different with them they're they're mini titles i know gracie has a lot more individualized mini titles like when i won like best fire show and stuff like that like you're not going to get that with edi and you're not going to get that in winnipeg right i don't think you're going to get that in alberta so it's just all different to where you go but overall that is pretty much a universal judging sheet on what judges are to be looking for in every competition no matter where i've gone Mm, good to know yeah because sometimes yeah sometimes like when you especially when you're not getting that criteria back and you're like I, I feel like that's so wrong like cause especially when you want to improve you want to get that feedback and also just for just overall transparency to be like okay like mm-hmm. what the hell like who's making these scores up? I mean and, <laughs> like, yeah and I mean sometimes it sucks because it's like with featuring and with the competitions you have to be really open to constructive criticism and like sometimes people aren't gonna like your shows and like that's totally fine like you you know but it you know you have to understand that it's not you it's not you personally it is the performance and that's why there is always room to grow always yeah that's so so very true um i'm also throwing this random question out to you as well because this is just something that i observed from posters and this is just me and also because I believe in <laughs> just different layers in this conversation. But my observation was that a lot of these competitions are very white. Is is that something that you've also witnessed as well? Or is that just because maybe like most comp- most competitors in the States that are going for these titles third, have third. to be white? I can – I feel like – Maybe they're not showcased on posters as much, but there definitely is a diverse ethnicity down in the United States competitions. Um, I feel that they have either phased out, don't want to compete this year. Um, but I know um, when I was in for Miss Nude World down in Tampa Bay, there was definitely a diverse crowd of girls. Um, awesome to hear. I know how it could. I I know it could look like such because some competitions have had a primarily uh, white-based competitor group, but that's just based off of who got invited, who wanted to go. Because it's not like they it's not like they cherry pick and they're like, hey, hey, hey. They make a poll, like, you know, they'll make a post and be like, we are doing a competition X, Y, and Z. 
do you want to compete? And then girls will comment. So I, I don't think they're cherry picking it no. for a, a, a malicious way. I just think it's the girls who do have the intentions of doing the competitions. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. And I think that's just like with the strip industry in general. Like myself as an Asian person, I don't see a lot of me. <laughs> like I don't see a lot of us out there. Um, and that, I think that's just a trend of how this part of the industry is. And of course, in the wider sex worker community, there are a lot of us that are doms. There are a lot of us that are cam models. There are a lot of us that do other things and stuff like that. So not trying to single out the strip industry at all, but just my own observation that's just I guess people that are find themselves competing. Like one girl, one girl uh, who I she's blows my mind. Charzane, um, I always see on her her posters the the Puerto Rican powerhouse, and she's love it. In, in san- insanity, but like I can <laughs> I can list like so many amazing like United States features um, <laughs> that aren't white. <laughs> but um, yeah, I. I I, I, I can see where that question would would st- stem from. Yeah, no. And yeah, I, you're right. It's just it's just the it's just the industry and the way things are sometimes, unfortunately. Yes. No, yeah, and of course that's just me being hypercritical of everything, but that's just how I am all the time. And of course, if you people are listening, that you guys will already know that because I'm always just trying to play like a devil's advocate all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Um, Given your experience in both Canadian and American competitions, are you finding there is a big difference between competitions here in Canada and the States besides being bigger, better, <laughs> perhaps better, <laughs> more competitive? I don't know. Talk to us about that. So I feel the difference between the two, and obviously this is my own personal opinion, other features or other uh, competition pageant girls can have like a, a difference of opinion. But I feel, from what I have observed with the Alberta uh, competitions, it's more about their performance and, like, they want those high-energy, insane tricks and, 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 you know, whatever else you can do. Um, Winnipeg, I feel, is a little bit more of a pageant kind of thing where it's like Rick wants to see the overall show. It's not just your pole it's your dancing what else can you do what's your specialty and then that kind of transgresses to um translates sorry to um the united states competitions but i feel like the united states competitions are even more not based on tricks Mm -hmm. they want that crowd engagement they want you to have a storyline kind of almost like when I did um, EDIs, I helped my girlfriend, uh, Miss Parker, do her little show. And you might've seen some of the photos on, on Facebook, but it's like, I'm just in a little schoolgirl skirt. And then she's a, she's a teacher and she comes out and, and she's waving her finger. And then there's like the, the music matches. So it's like, today we're going to be talking about the body and the enemy. Can we say penis together? Something is from some movie. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm running across the stage quietly and I'm drawing a penis on the thing and I go running away. And so she's a big naughty teacher comes and slaps my desk and is like, bad girl. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I, I find and like the, 
the girl who just won overall ED Entertainer of the Year, Michelle Lynn, the show that she did in uh, Alabama was just, it had me dying because she was a little, she was a little um, prisoner and her, her thing said Prisoner 69. So, of course, <laughs> the music's going and the music's like, wah, wah, a page, or a prisoner on the loose. And there's one of the stagehands dressed up as a dressed up as a cop. And she's trying to duck and dodge him. And he's trying to grab her. And, you know, <laughs> Hala, Hala Faye does, was doing this uh, Bowser show. She comes so out fun. and she's got the Super Mario capsule and, you know, Amazing. all the flames and. You know, so I just, I feel that's just, like, the big difference is Canada, they they want the performance and stuff, but they're more, like, perform for the judges. Right. Whereas in the United States, they kind of want you more performing for overall for, mm. for the crowd and the crowd and, and engagement and stuff, because it's more about being an overall, like, entertainer kind of thing, not just, can you do a little bit of like aerial hammock and spin around in a champagne bowl. Right. Right. It's a bit more than that. Yeah. Crowding yeah. is so, 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 so important. And like, I get this question a lot too, just in, in general, um, when people are asking me like, Oh, like, do you have to do like a lot of tricks to become a stripper and yada, yada. And I guess I would, yeah, you're like, no, 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 no. But like, I guess the same question I am posing to you is, do you need to have a lot of tricks to become a feature and to compete? And the answer is, I guess, depends on which one you're doing. So in in my opinion, like there's always, from what I've noticed is there's like those, there's two types of features in, in a way. And there's like the ones who can do crazy, insane tricks and all of that. And then there's, they hire, a lot of the clubs do hire porn stars. Yes, they do. And some some porn stars can do bigger shows and stuff like that, but uh, a lot of the times it's not like the feature shows yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I don't feel you need to have a bunch of tricks in your roster to get to that point. However, it does help. What you more need is things to like set you aside and to make you known and different from like other people totally. kind of thing. So I guess for me, I had remarketed myself as like the overall alternative bimbo next door. And then it's like when I pull out my split tongue from time to time, I was like, oh my God, you need to advertise with that more. <laughs> United States, <laughs> I find the United States has a lot more of a it's more of a feature place and that's why I'm trying to get to the United States is, is because there's the feature industry up in Canada is dying like there's not oh many gosh, actual yes. feature spots like we got Brandy's which is a feature club yeah we have the Newton which is in Ottawa which is a feature yes. club but those are the only two feature only clubs to my knowledge that we have yeah. in Canada yeah. Maybe maybe one of the ones in Edmonton Shade or something might be considered one. Right. I'm not too sure. Um, but, you know, and there's only, I, I, I want to say, like, maybe two, maybe three, like, actual legitimate feature spots where it's, like, this is your feature of the week. This is her time slots. You know, it's not, like, girls on a lineup and you're at a club that's considered a feature club. 
it's, you know, it's you, it's your time. Like when I'm at the Newton, that's me, that's my time. When I'm at Centerfolds, that's me, that's my time. But it's like, you know, when you're at Brandy's, you're with a bunch of other amazing performers too. So, and then, and, and so I think that's just like the little bit of a, the difference between the United States and up here in that regards is, is like, there's not much of that here. Yeah. Unfortunately, whereas down in the States, it may, they may not consider it as good as it used to be, but as a Canadian <laughs> looking in, I'm like, damn, I would love to, cause they definitely do not get paid. Well, we get paid out here. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Sometimes I look at my day. paychecks and I cry. I look at my paychecks and cry. So, oh, yes. you know, I would love to, I would love to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday and do three shows a night and makes, you know, American dollars and only have to work those. And that would be lovely. The goals. So, goals. Yeah. <laughs> Another goal. Gotta have goals. No, seriously. And so, so, so important. And like, akin to what you said earlier too, like you need to be able to stand out in a way you need to have like, yeah, niche maybe, or like your own kind of like trick or something or something that you are known for. Like another shout out to would be Ella Hot Wheels, also Finella Canadian babe doing her own thing that has her own rollerblading show, which is just freaking amazing um but yeah you really do have to set yourself apart because it is like well it is a competition it's wildly competitive that's what it's supposed to be so yeah you really need to work on perfecting your craft um which you have so done again and it's just been amazing to hear your whole story and your journey and everything too um to kind of like stray away from the competing kind of conversation um because I know that you're on the road like all the time. Like you're just like never home. You're always working, which again, the hustle is real and I admire that and I commend that. It's it's crazy. I'm just wondering, what do you do in your downtime if you have any downtime and like dating and stuff? Like talk to <laughs> talk to us a little bit about that. Like what what do you do? <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, no matter where I'm at in the world, I will always be in therapy. Even if I don't have anything to talk to my therapist about, I am always in therapy. I actually have a 90 minute session tomorrow. So, yay. Um, so that's a, that's a huge thing for me is, is being in therapy because I like to be able to take whatever shit I'm dealing with and not try the best I can not to bring it with me and just kind of throw it to my therapist so we can just kind of get rid of it. Usually when I'm home, honestly, I am so lazy. When I get home, I just want to be home. And sometimes I'll just sit in the quiet because I don't I don't want to listen to music. I don't want I don't want to do anything. And it's like I'm finally I can't travel with my dog anymore. Mm. She's old. So it's like Aww. I when I am home, I spend so much time with my dog and I just like lay around. Um, you know, and then I just <sighs> For me, and it might seem corny to other people, but I know a lot of people will understand. I do whatever I can to honor my inner child. So, uh, it, whatever that means. What does that um, mean for you? So, like, what is <laughs> so? So, for me, um, I guess 
first off, going and seeing the Barbie show, just kind of the Barbie movie, I was like, is that, I, that still left me on such a high. I watched it recently on one of my streaming sites and I was just like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> but I guess for me, like lately, what I've been doing to like honor me is going and going to circus class because yeah. in all honesty, it's like I have always, um, wanted to be a dancer or do gymnastics and I've always looked at the girls who were able to do hoop and trapeze and I was like man that's so cool but I was always like so scared so I think for me lately that's been one of, been one of like the biggest things I'll make sure that I'm snacking on my favorite food or have yes. like my favorite snacks Simpsons is obvious <laughs> Simpsons is obviously my favorite show, so, so I'll <laughs> sit there and I'll and I'll you know watch a lot of Simpsons. A lot of the reasons why I do do the kind of '90s themed shows like Simpsons and Ninja Turtles and Austin Powers is to honor my inner child too, because it's like what better place to have fun and do that than on stage? And when people see how happy you are and like how much fun you're having, they have fun. Absolutely. I love that. And it's just, it's so nostalgic. It's so fun. Everyone knows what that is. So they just immediately, like, they just get it like that. And yeah. And it's, yeah, definitely fun. And I just love that you're staying true to yourself. And I love what you said about honoring yourself because I don't know, in our industry, whether in the strip industry, whether in another facet of sex work, sometimes like this work can be really isolating and you get lost and yeah. you get something like, and that was the one thing that I found which was super hard for me that, you know, helped during COVID was I think before COVID, I was not only a hot mess and drinking all the time, but like, I feel like I was lost and I didn't know who I was without Sierra. Yeah. So it was like, I remember, I remember crying the guy I'm crying to <laughs> right now back in 2020 and being like I don't know who I am outside of dancing and it's like it's like I can't have my eyelashes I'm not pretty people aren't tipping me I'm not being validated like what <laughs> so it, it's it's taken time to be able to I guess metaphorically like hang up the stripper shoes when I get home and put on the Birkenstocks pretty much and it's it's hard and you know sometimes it actually like touching on what you asked about like relationships it can be hard in in relationships too it's because you have to deal with a lot of stupid bullshit in <laughs> yes in, in in the clubs and it's and you know it's not always I, I know a lot of people and strip talk and stuff try and make it seem like it's super oh glamorous like god and like I just like trust me i i love the money but it's like that's why i got so much botox in my face and so when like men piss me off my face just stays like this <laughs> because i'm just like you did not just say that and so so yeah i've i've, I've really worked hard on like separating those two mm -hmm. um and making sure that i can be me outside of dancing However, I am so notorious about anytime anyone asks me my name, I do not give them my government name. I just, I'll be like, if I know you, I know you. And, and, but for the most time, people are like, oh my God, hi, nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm like, Sierra. Yeah. They're like, order for Sierra. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's me. Like, <laughs> you know, it's easier that way. And it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But, um, 
you know, being able to like turn, turn that off. Like I is, is good and it's valuable in relationships and stuff too, because it's like, you don't want to go home and be super uh, annoyed stripper at home. It's like, you, you want to come home you want to defrag and yeah, you know, so I had so to deal funny. with that. I had to deal with that a little bit in Vegas because oh. I was like, stay, yeah, I was staying with the, with the love of my life <laughs> and I was going to eat. I was going to expo. So I was like, how to put on stripper face, <laughs> go out, go do stripper stuff and then come home and be all like, okay, I'm not a stripper anymore. Mwah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And just tuck that away. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because like sometimes it really is – it can be hard to separate the two when you're so into the work, but whatever work that it is that you are doing. Um, but it's good to have that separation. I think it's actually really, really healthy to do that and to have your own life outside of sex work. And um, we've definitely talked about this on earlier episodes, but yeah, it's definitely a healthy approach for sure. But there are a couple questions that came in from the audience. I'm just going to pull up my phone because I forgot to type them out because I'm stupid. But um, <laughs> this one came from Instagram. Um, what's the best city to dance in or best club to work at? So for me, the best club – Best club to work at it, across Canada, I would have to say, like, if we're going to be talking money and uh, where I would have to say probably Brandy's in the five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my, I, I would have to say my favorite city to dance in to make money would be Winnipeg. <laughs> and I know people are like, ew, Winnipeg. But honestly, when you think about it, but fuck nowhere in the middle of Canada. It's cheap. People got money to spend. You know, it's not always good, but more times than not, you know, I've had those extremely good nights on a more regular basis than the extremely good nights that you have here in Vancouver. And yeah, I just think that's because I just I think that's because we live in a in a province and in a city that is so dramatically expen- more expensive than a place like Winnipeg yes. kind of thing. Totally. Like what I pay here, what I could pay what I pay here, you can get like a, a rent a house in, in Winnipeg for. So a lot of dancers will go out to Winnipeg and they'll be like, Oh my god, I get a lot of shows and I'm making a lot of money. I'm gonna move here. And then they're a local girl and then they don't get work anymore because they're local. <laughs> So keep that in mind, girls. Don't move to Winnipeg. FYI. (laughs) Don't have the Winnipeg rose-colored glasses. You can go there and work. Just don't live there. Just don't live there. Don't get booed up there either. (laughs) Yeah. And no boyfriends out there either. (laughs) Um, I guess the other question is very similar. But, uh, yeah, where is your favorite place to dance and why? I feel like we've already answered that. Unless you wanted something to add. Unless there's a favorite place you like to dance in the States. (laughs) Um, I guess I haven't really, in the United States, I haven't really experienced too many of the clubs per se. I think as of right now, my most favorite stage that I had danced on, my favorite U.S. club that I have been to was the Pony Clubs in Alabama. 
The staff were amazing. The owner, Jerry Westland, <laughs> sorry, uh, the owner, Jerry Westland is freaking amazing. He's a total sweetheart. And everyone that I know who dances at any of the po- Pony Bama clubs, just complete sweethearts and some of the nicest people. And they all got that Southern charm that you adore. Um, but I think like my favorite stage that I danced at so far would be Deja Vu in Tampa Bay. And that's just because they had a marble. And I found that this is a little bit more common because I noticed Hustlers had the stage. They had a marble granite stage. So it was slightly slippery. Okay. Yeah, it was slightly slippery, which kind of sucked. But I was able to light up the poles on fire, but then also have my, like, circle of fire in between the two poles. So I would light up the two poles and then... They would go from one to the other, and then the whole stage is lit up, and I'm sitting there, pretty much like Elmo in the fire. I'm like, (laughs) kind of thing. Um, So I think that's, so far, my favorite. Um, I will be dancing at Candy's next week for the competition. That stage looks amazing. They have three poles. They have a lira. The club looks amazing. Apparently, they got hot tub room for hot tub VIPs. A cuddle oh room? God. I don't fucking know. But America's got some weird stuff. Like, I walked into one of the VIP rooms, and it was, like, these little beds. Not, like, bed beds, like, you know, but they were, you know, so, so the guys can kind of, like, lay down, and the yeah. girls can, they're like, it's more comfortable, too, and you have more control when they're, you know, kind of laying there, and you can kind of dom them a bit. I was like, you know what, that is the thing, you know, that that seems pretty cool. So I, I feel like <laughs> candies will kind of be upgraded to like my more favorite stage but then I'm also doing um a workshop in January Ooh. in Louisiana Fun. and that is going to that is with Lexi Lamore and she's with ED Publications that's how I met her was through EDIs and she has created something called the showgirl experience so basically Ooh. she hosts workshops for four feature dancers and then they'll have one of the top feature entertainers um in the industry I think we have Yet again, my girlfriend, Miss Parker. So I think she's going to be our feature educator for that week. So I guess That's basically from what I got the gist of is I'm going to have to ship down three shows down down there. And we'll do a show that night at the club, mm-hmm. which also allows fire and aerials. Because oh, not yeah. all the clubs down in the States allow fire or aerials. Right. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you'll do a show. The next morning, you sit down, have coffee, lunch with her. She'll critique you, grade you. That night, you do a second show, different show, but you better have applied everything she told you. <laughs> and then same thing, you get you, you get graded. And then wow. on Saturday night, you do a third and final show. And then when everyone has breakfast and leaves on the Sunday, you get like your final grade. You get a huge certificate. Cool. And Lexi is such a such a sweetheart, and I I love her. So I'm super excited to do that and. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant by like this year is my year of like progressing. I know Janine Jericho starting Elite Entertainment. Ooh. Um, uh, for for not Elite Entertainment. That's you can erase that one. <laughs> that's <laughs> Ashley or whatever. Cut that part. <laughs> Thank um, you. For she's playing me now. <laughs> uh, so Janine Jericho is doing her own little like feature school kind of thing, um, and she's gonna be hosting retreats. Um, for for featuring, so I'll most likely end up rolling through and doing one or two of those. Um, so yeah, this year is just kind of like my year of like 
really buckling down yeah because I want to win yeah <laughs> totally to and win. I didn't even know they had stuff like that like workshops and retreats like that to, like she just yeah they, they all yeah they all just kind of they all just kind of started uh Lexi is doing her she just did her first one so she's doing her second one I think in October and that one's gonna be at in San Diego at the feature entertainer bar of the year for ed publications and that's at expose um i was gonna go and do that one but we were unsure on how the licensing would work because you need a license to dance in san diego right so we were on yeah so we were unsure on how that was gonna go so i just took the safe route and i was like okay we'll do whatever the next one is and we just i just found out it was at michael's michael's men's club and i was just like ah. yes <laughs> because that also looks like a phenomenal i love i love a good stage yeah who doesn't right who doesn't i mean uh it's really good to know this kind of stuff too and like this may be stuff for another episode we have talked about this in other episodes too but yeah but there like different states sometimes require different licensing there's different protocols and stuff too if you're listening if you are um a traveling dancer you will have to do your research before going to clubs because they're not always going to let you in but there are a lot of facebook groups for that secret facebook groups that you can find that information out so so yeah yeah i think one of the more like not so secret ones is ran by a dancer named olivia pearl down in the states and she it's the traveling dancer network mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i think that's one of the bigger one of the bigger facebook groups that i am in that is more educational in a way so it's like you could always go in there and you can ask whatever and everyone will chime in yeah kind of and thing, girls so. are very vocal to join Yes. <laughs> Let's not talk about that part. But anyways, can be very vocal in those groups, whether it's educational or just attacky. But anyways. Um, what Facebook. Say? Yeah, Facebook in, in general. In general is problematic. But <laughs> Sierra, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. But before I let you go, where can everyone find you? Where can people see you dance? Where are you going to be this October? Okay, so this October, starting October 2nd through 7th, I will be featuring up in Thunder Bay, Ontario. I will be at uh, Centerfold Show Bar. I think that's 802 Memorial Ave. So, you know, be there or be square. Um, and then I will be <laughs> and then I will be heading off to Winnipeg for a month. So I will be bouncing between lipsticks um, and teasers. Um, I predominantly work more and more on teasers then lipsticks but you know my schedule is always posted once i'm out there and then november i will that schedule is tentative because you know vancouver but i will be hopefully home here in vancouver for the month of november so i would ideally hope brandy's and the five and the five right yeah totally so if you are around and i know there's a lot of you local clients and people that are listening um be sure to check out sierra's shows because they are insane and they're so fun and seriously oh but like if you do go to the shows bring them dollars obviously do i have to say that but yes (laughs) bring them dollars and tip her because she's amazing um besides in-person stuff can we find you online anywhere are you accessible anywhere as well um yeah so my my instagrams are it's sierra so c-i-a-r-a hemp seed h-e-m-p-s-e-e-d my backup has three e's instead of two 
Uh, I no longer have OnlyFans because I just, I work too much. And the last yeah, thing I want to do when I come home is be sexy. <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> but during, during COVID, you know, that was one thing. And it's like, but now it's like kudos to the girls who like can do it and like are killing it on it because I don't. When I go home, I don't want to talk to men. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> very, very fair. <laughs> yeah. And for everyone else listening at home, it's me. If you want to get in touch with me, you want to be in the show, you want to just give me feedback and stuff, uh, critique me. I'm also open to that as well. Um, you can reach me. Um, I'm very active on Twitter. It's stripped by Sia on Twitter. Um, follow my new Instagram. It's stripped by Sia Podcast, which was my backup account. And then my real my real Instagram just got taken down uh, a couple months ago. So trying to build that up. And if you have, if you want to be on the show, please pitch me. Um, I do love it when people reach out to me want to be on the show um through my form strippedbysia.com or through twitter we can also talk through there but but do come with a, a plan of action come with a topic that you know is de- near and dear to your heart not just i want to be on the show <laughs> that's really great but um I, I really do appreciate those who are doing the work to pitch themselves because it's there's a lot of topics out there there's a lot of you that want to be on the show too but i just want to make sure it's a good fit and also a very enjoyable listening experience for those who are listening at home so yeah please put yourself on the contact form strippedbysia.com and i think that's everywhere you can find me uh, also yes again if you want to support us patreon it's patreon.com slash and it is new episodes every single sunday dropping at midnight pacific standard time and yeah new episodes every single week and we'll catch you on for another episode next week thanks Sierra it's good to chat with you finally (laughs) thank you thank you for having me you're listening to stripped by Sia hosted produced and edited by Steph Sia music by Ted D Graphic design by Maria Bellantarama and photography by Ian Dow.